0: Digital transformation experts acknowledge that change, <laughs> change is, is hard. hard. <laughs> Insights well, from your partners at PostLight.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh
0: sorry. <laughs> Everybody. welcome to the Postlight Podcast. I'm Gina Trapani. I am the CEO of Postlight, and as always, I'm joined by my partner and the president of Postlight, Chris Lasacco. Hey, Chris. Hey,
1: Gina. How's it going? Good. Glad to be back on the show.
0: Oh, love being on the show.
1: Talking about change.
0: Change. <laughs> you know what it's like when you start just like cliches just start coming out of your mouth. Like change is hard. <laughs> People hate change. Like, and I found myself, we were standing in the elevator bay and I found myself saying that to you. And I was like, this is the least insightful thing that has ever come out of my mouth.
1: (laughs) And yet. (laughs) And yet, here's the thing. Clichés are clichés because a lot of the time they're they're true. They're true. It's especially salient because we are feeling this on several levels right now we ourselves are going through a lot of change. Our parent organization is going through a lot of change. Our clients are going through a lot of change. Like there are a lot of angles here that apply to our current state of being right now.
0: Because the other cliche is that the only constant, (laughs) He's change, change. <laughs> and that is also a cliche. Yeah, because it is true. Yep, especially in our business, right? Like, what our business is to build software that changes the way that people get things done. If we do our job well, for the better,
1: right? Yep. That's right.
0: Change management and creating change. And like we've all seen the internet come into being and software and computers and personal computing come into being and like absolutely change the world very, very rapidly. We saw it happen even more rapidly during the pandemic when we all just, oh, yeah. you know, quarantined at home. Culture and society and the world at large like changes when, you know, technology gets involved, right? So there's that change. We deal with that change every day and every engagement with our clients.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is, it's a beautiful thing, right, about building software is that the pace of change can be a lot faster, right? If you're building a building and you decide, oh, we need to change the position of the elevator or make the stairs go over here, it's like you got to break concrete and relay you know, foundations. And it's much more impactful when you talk about change. Software, it's malleable and you can go in there and adjust on a dime. And like one of the reasons why we Saw such dramatic improvements during the pandemic is because software raced to catch up to our new ways of working, and that's we right. got all these new, you know, virtual working platforms and different patterns of doing things, and it was all because software enables us to change very quickly, and that's and it's great, but it also, you know, the, the adage holds: change is hard, and so just because you can rapidly create something does not mean that it, you can rapidly adopt it. And, you know, we see it today and we see it all the time with the organizations that we work with and we see it ourselves and we see it ourselves, not just in the, in the realm of software, but in the organizational change that we are in the process of going through post acquisition.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be a little bit vague and we actually have some really exciting things coming up for post light and we, which we are going to talk about in future episodes, but we're not at the announcement phase yet. We are in the thick of planning it and managing it and talking about it and setting expectations about it. And I think that there's just also just like industry-wide change happening for us, right? Like like technology industry-wide, particularly like because, you know, you looked at like 2020 and 2021 and there was like the great resignation mm-hmm. and this race to hire talent and this competition to like, you know, who can give and create the best, most flexible workplace that would attract people. And it was this, you know, huge just boom, right, for so many businesses, including our business, right? And then kind of the market kind of changed. And that, that growth, it turned out that I think a lot of companies bet was going to be just the New trajectory that we were on turned out to be a bit of a bubble, right? And we see well, in for the tech past, especially in tech, especially right. We've seen the past, you know, nine months or so, like the bubble kind of burst, and now we're seeing things like layoffs and an uh, unstable market, and organizations getting acquired and moved around and reorged.
1: Yeah, when you log into LinkedIn, you know that uh, little like upper right, you know, here are the top stories. Right? It's ba- bloodbath. Oh, it's a bloodbath every single yes. day. It's like. Here are the latest. I mean, literally there's a headline. Here are the latest layoffs. Catch up on the summary. And then you scroll down and it's a bulleted <laughs> list of like 40 companies that have laid people off in the past 24 to 48 hours. It is wild.
0: And the message is always the same. We we forecast our business against a particular set of conditions. Those conditions are not, you know, our current conditions are not those conditions, and we right. have to make adjustments, right? That's right. The situation changed, and this is this is hard. Like it's it's tough psychologically, and it's a huge one hundred and eighty from where we were, even like a yes. year or two ago. And I think it's just a lot. It's a lot for folks to internalize and figure out how to deal with and how to handle, and what does it mean for them. And then you got Chat GPT about to take my job. I'm I'm, <laughs> oh I'm a writer God. and a storyteller and a coder, and and I got the robots are gonna like make me obsolete.
1: <laughs> okay. Hold on. OK hold on I just
0: I just took us to a whole other <laughs> episode of the post-site podcast yes
1: <laughs> I want I want to talk to you about how to manage change because we've been doing some of this. And I think I'm going to be totally honest with our listeners. Like some things I think we do well and other things I think we could do better. And we've definitely made some good choices and some bad choices. Specifically. I feel like we should talk about communications strategies. Mm -hmm. There are Mm -hmm. these complex questions when you are talking to a group of many human beings, right? If you know as a leader, that change is coming. How much do you share about that change? How much do you hold back and wait until all of the answers are answered? All the questions are answered before you share something. How much do you say this is coming, but we only know 40% of it. And so mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to answer the questions. And we've had to navigate through some of this. And I think in general, the approach that we've taken is we've tried to be pretty open and transparent. Yeah. and. Tell people, here's what we see on the horizon. It's fuzzy because we're still like you know a hundred miles away, and so yeah. we can maybe start to see like some vague outlines of things, but it's not it's not clear yet. And when we get to you know ten miles away or five miles away, we're gonna start to you know share more, but the picture is not in focus yet, and so we're sharing a you know, a pixelated version of yes. where we think we're going. And as the resolution comes into like clarity, then we're going to pass that along to the rest of, of everybody else. But it, that is hard. And I, I empathize with hearing that message and feeling like, okay, but what does that really what mean? What does that
0: really mean? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my team? What does that mean for the future? What? Yeah. It can lead to more questions. So I I should say, dear listener, we are not like out the other end and like, here are our insights. This is definitely how you should do it. Like, we are in the the thick thick of this. And I think that we've done some things well and some things not well. I still really believe that like the information that you have, even if it's low res sooner to your, you know, adult professional team and company is better than waiting and holding until, you know, it's higher res and you have more details to just just to do the whole data dump. Like I think, I think giving people more information sooner, Brene Brown has this this saying clear is kind. You and I have changed it to clarity is kindness." like, let's just give people clarity. Even when the clarity is, we don't know yet all the details, but here's directionally where we're going.
1: And we've had this debate, like, that is also not clarity. We should just recognize that, right. right? Right. The clarity being we don't know yet. I fully agree with you. To be clear, that we've taken the approach: let's share more, let's share more sooner, more sooner, even if it's not the full picture. But the truth is, it's not clarity, and right. really getting to clarity is what people want. It's what we yeah. want too. But that you know that sort of natural what's the word? Like you, you dissatisfaction when you get like an incomplete picture, but we've got a great team. We've got a great yeah. set of people who I think we trust to understand that. Like, yes, we don't have all the answers, but we are advocating for the best possible position in a lot of right. different areas. And when we find things out, we're going to share those things, you know?
0: of the advantage of sharing you know in broad strokes what you know even though the details are start still getting worked out is that I don't presume that I know all the details or that I mm. have all the questions to even get answers to so so part of it is like then you get questions you get a lot of questions In fact, we, we were really interesting there was a meeting with our senior leadership team where we sort of sketched out okay we're gonna go through this organizational change here's what we have so far and someone said this isn't any information like the whole all you know the devil's in the details and like you don't have any details here like why basically why are you sharing this with us like this isn't any information like you need to go a level deeper before before you tell us yeah. and we said hey we're treating you like our senior leaders who are our partners and we wanted you to know where we are <laughs> and we're, we're getting down to that next level of detail but we wanted you to know because we want you to we wanted to plant the seed with you we want you to get start thinking about it we want you to start asking us questions about things that are important to you and the, yes. the context that you have that we don't fully have like and everyone in the room was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, like uh, you know, I'm glad to be sort of in, right? Because if you wait until you have all the details and then you, you give people, okay, this is what was decided.
1: It's all done.
0: There's a feeling of like, wait, why wouldn't we have talked about this? Right? <laughs> like, when was this decided? Why wasn't I involved? Right? But either way, there's some kind of dissatisfaction. Like, it changes just it's just hard. It's just, <laughs> like, hard. it's just hard, no matter how you uh, like slice it.
1: I also think that people's relationship to change. Everybody's got their own personal history, right? Everybody's lived a very different life, their own life, and yes. so when when confronted with change, some people see it as, oh my god, like I like the way things are, and I'm settled in my routines, and I don't want, like, why are you mixing why things are up you right now? Setting the
0: apple cart. What? Everything's going great.
1: Exactly. Right? <laughs> why are you messing everything up?
0: Right. I want to keep doing this job.
1: And other people are. Are like oh this is interesting like this is an opportunity this is a way that i can grow right growth happens when you are uncomfortable and you're in that zone where you're like i don't have the full picture yet but i'm going to learn and i'm going right. to figure out how to potentially like Go in this different direction, and maybe it's not the direction that I thought I was going in. But I'm going to embrace it, and you see it play out. Like each person's individual psychology, to some extent, determines and uh, how they're going to bring their own ideas to a set of organization-wide changes. Yes, it's very interesting.
0: It is. It is. I mean, I really appreciate the leaders that step forward at that moment and say wow, this is exciting. This is a lot. I don't know what this means, but this seems like an opportunity because we've got a couple of things that are broken or that work at this scale but may not work at that scale. Let's right. take this opportunity. And like, here's my recommendation. You know, like here's yeah. what we, here's something that we could do. Like I, I, there are a couple of broken things over here. Let's take this, this opportunity to fix them, right? Because new people can be working together in new ways. Like seeing it as an opportunity, of course, like I appreciate that, right? Because, you know, we, we all want to sort of be pulling together and, and seeing that leadership of like, because then you have the focus that are like here are all the reasons why this is going to go bad and wrong.
1: Right. <laughs> let, me give, <laughs> let me give you the list of all the of all the problems that that are ahead.
0: By the same token, it's really important to have those people who flag risks and say, "Hey, we should be careful about this," right? Because. This could, this could go wrong, right? There's like, there's a thin line between raising and mitigating risk and saying this is all wrong and bad and here are all the reasons why this is going to go terribly. Like I expect this to go terribly. That is a
1: thin <laughs> but very important line. Very right? important. It reminds me of how we run our client projects, right? And mm-hmm. we say when we check in on risk, which we do all the time, yep. we encourage and require of our teams that when they identify risks, they bring a proposed mitigation with the risk. To not just say, here's the thing that's going to go wrong, I just want to let you know that it's going to go wrong. That's not enough. You have to think about what are the ways that we can increase our chances of you know, hedging against that risk and having success on the project. And the same thing applies, the same approach applies when you're thinking about change, whether it's organizational change or process change or whatever the case may be. You have to think about, here are the ways that the train can go off the tracks, and here are the different things we can do to give us give ourselves the best possibility of keeping the train on the tracks. Right. And the best leaders do that. I mean, this is what we are thinking through right now, yes. you and me. We are mm-hmm. saying, how do we make sure there are some things that feel like, uh-oh, that's going to knock us off balance. How do we make sure that we try to keep those things at bay so that we can continue down the path that we think we're on, that we intend to be on? and you won't get everything right but that's a far better way to come at these things than these are all the problems just so you know
0: absolutely something that i have been you know sort of learning on the fly as we've been as we've been going through this process is that when when there are questions about how something is going to go and the answer is we don't know yet the things that help to define is who's the decision maker who can Mm-hmm. Who can influence them? How can I influence them? And by when do we think we will have a oh, call? Oh, yeah even if you don't have the answer to have to give someone a timeline and to say, these are the folks who are going to make this decision. And this is confusing to people because often like in our situation, like there's a whole new set of decision makers who we interact with a whole lot, but maybe our team hasn't. Right. right? And so there's just getting clear in their head, like, wait, who is responsible for this now? Who makes the call? Uh, That it took me longer than it should have for me to realize that that how important that was. Timeline. And avenues for advocacy and influence, <laughs>
1: yes, a hundred percent. again, if I could go back and do some things over <laughs> i would I would say we should have learned more from what we do so well, developing software products and applied them to these other areas of change because the timeline is critical and yeah. setting the expectation about what happens when, even if the what is not totally clear. Here's when a decision will be made. Here's when we will have clarity. Here's when this thing will take effect, right? Or here's when the thing will be defined, even if we don't know what the definition is. Here's how the discovery phase is going to go. And here's when the discovery phase wraps up, right? Just like you would do in a software product, you can do that for a process improvement. You can do that for an organizational change. You can do that for a brand discussion. Like these same kinds of things apply, I mean, how many times do we say the name of the game is setting Setting expectations and
0: managing expectations for sure. One of the changes that Postlight is going through is that we're getting integrated, like we're going to be starting to use NTT data systems uh, at some point this year. And so that's been something that we knew was kind of on the on the horizon. Um, And there were tons of questions about that, like how are we going to cut over payroll and how, you know, what are comp and benefits going to look like? And what's our finance systems going to look like? Tons of questions. And everybody could see this date on the horizon, and the closest, you know, closer that we got. and This is months out, but still, the closer you get to it, the, the more the questions come up. And we, and NTT Data, I mean, this is part of the reasons why we wanted to, you know, kind of join the family. They have done dozens, probably maybe hundreds of acquisitions, so they have just they've seen everything. They've done this a million times, and most people who we interact with in NTT Data came in through some acquisition in the past, either the near past or the far past, right? so they sat us down and said, okay, we're going to walk you through the integration process. And they brought up this slide and it had this timeline on it. And it's was like, on this date, we will have finished discovery on this date. We will have finished, you know, title mapping on this date. We will have finished the co- like, and then on this date is the go live date after this is, you know, hyper care, you know, support. And and I was looking at this slide and I just, and I said this a lot, my temperature just came down like 10. I was like, Oh, yeah, (laughs) this is we're just running a process here. And it was totally cool. It wasn't emotional. It wasn't. It was just like we're just running a process. We are on an assembly line and we're going to go through this process. And they said to us, every acquisition, every company is different. We're going to learn some things. We've learned a lot. And you know what? We're going to learn something with Postlight." So just, you know, be ready for that, help us learn together. So that the next company that we integrate, we will be able to take those lessons forward. Like we're in this together. So it's not gonna go completely seamlessly, like prepare for that. But also here's all that we've learned and this is how we're gonna run this. And I was like, I felt so much better. I know exactly what's happening and when it's happening and how it's going to happen, and this is great. And I'm in good hands, right? And I was like, this is an excellent lesson. This is what I want to do. I want my clients to feel this way when I when I I set them down and say, this is what we're doing. That's
1: exactly it. It gave us a framework to uh, orient ourselves and to think through. Like, okay, here's how this is going to unfold and when things are gonna, when certain tripwires are gonna hit and when we're gonna land in a certain place and it just it does it lets you exhale like oh okay we I'm have in good
0: hands we are safe we are secure we are running a process we're
1: running a process we have some boundaries around this thing because it feels so for integrating an acquisition certainly like it feels like a very big thing there are so <laughs> many things to like so many boxes to check, so many different areas to explore and knowing mm-hmm. that you've got the landscape covered that by itself is a relief. But the you know, the same thing applies to like making a a big organizational change internally, right? Or making a big process improvement or rolling out a big software platform, like all the same fears are there. Yes. And the way to counteract the fears is to say we're going to put some expectation. We're going to set expectations. We're going to put some things in place so that you know here are the tentpole dates, checkpoints, whatever, that you can expect to hit as you go forward.
0: That's right. Here's what you can expect. Here's what we know. Here's how we do this. You are in good hands. You know, it builds trust. It builds credibility. It calms, calms people down, right? Right. And, and make things like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep doing my job and I'm going to participate in this and I'm going to check in on this and I see I see the, the path that we're on. That's huge. And it's hard to draw a path to a end state that is not entirely clear yet. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's hard. That's hard. But you draw the, you know, the next mile or 5 miles, right? <laughs> and yes. you say this is this is what's going to happen next.
1: And you acknowledge that we're going to we're going to keep drawing. <laughs> and right. as things get drawn, we're going to talk about them.
0: Right. It's Harold and the Purple Crayon. Is that the book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sort of draws his world and then exactly. gets in the boat and goes sailing. That's right. That's right. It feels like that.
1: There's a parallel here. And I know I keep coming back to the, the client work, but I think one of the, another reason why change is hard is because people get good at what the current state is.
0: Yes. Like I've just figured this game out. I got this. Uh, Don't change the
1: game on me. Don't change the game on me. (laughs) And there's, again, a lot of the same lessons apply, right? Because you have to think about not just sort of espousing the virtues of this new, of the new way, but also this is maybe a little cheesy, but like honoring the old way and understanding that it's going to be, there needs to be a process and, and an education that happens to move someone along, even if the new the new thing is like a hundred times better, you know, because people get, they get comfortable, right? They know their thing, especially when you've got an organization that has, you know, invested decades sometimes into working the way they work, the platforms they use, you know, the interfaces that they are comfortable with, even if those interfaces are Terrible. quirky and kludgy, yeah, and just bad,
0: People figure out how to work around them and then they feel super proud and invested in their workarounds. Because they're experts. And they say, I'm an expert at that. I know how to make this happen. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. I put in the time and the effort and I figured this out and I am an expert here. Right. So if you change the software and make it easier, it's like, wait a second, you just took my job away. Right. You took away how important I am and how, you know, my expertise right. no longer matters. Right. Like, I think this is ultimately as humans, you know, <laughs> all of us, the, the greatest fear is like, oh, I'm just not, I'm not going to matter as much.
1: I mean, that's a great point and figuring out how to counteract that is really yes. is really key for leaders right leaders of organizations or project leaders to say how do you how do you make sure that you're getting You know, buy in as part of this process, right? We think a lot about this. How do we get buy in from people? Your point about the conversation with the senior leadership team before, like that is something that we were really cognizant of, right? We need our leaders who are fantastic. We want them bought in.
0: Come with us. Come with us. Help us figure
1: this out. This is the other thing like, people do have some control over what happens in these areas. It's just hard to see it that way.
0: You don't feel like you're in control. You feel like change is happening.
1: Exactly.
0: But it's not. Everybody is, you know, participates in the way that they choose to participate. This is something that we've, like, we we try to get our leaders to say, like, oh, when is this going to happen? And, like, let us know what's going to happen. It's like, no, no, we want you to come in here and make these decisions with us. Like, we want you to be a partner. Like, you are a part of this. This isn't happening to you. We're doing it together. We're doing
1: it together.
0: It's really hard to feel like you're doing it yeah. <laughs> with your leaders when it is happening to you, right? Like there's some parts that are happening to you, but you can participate and it's hard to, to see that, that feel, that control, you know? Totally.
1: In one of our meetings, one of our leaders made a great analogy that we then used as we were talking about it with a wider group, which is we are not moving into a house that is already built. And we don't have to learn all the quirks of that house and move all of our stuff in and rearrange things and figure. We're building a house. We're designing the house. And that is a very empowering thing. And it's true. It's like, oh, we're creating something. And it's not that to say that there aren't constraints. There are constraints, right? Just like yes. there would be if you were building a house. There are constraints on the land and the materials and the blah, 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 blah. But we have some say we have a lot of say as to how this thing gets stood up and i'm using a broad definition of we here i don't mean you and me i don't mean just our senior leadership team i mean everybody at postlight and everybody at you know other other parts of the company like they have influence over yes. what ultimately happens and and i you know that is something that is important in any change process is figure out How to empower people, how to give them a say, and make sure that they feel, A, make sure that that say is real. Right. You know, they actually can influence things. And, B, Mm -hmm. make sure that they feel the impact of their changes and say, oh, this is – I did this. I did this.
0: I put my fingerprints here. Yeah. And also make it clear that if the architect says that wall isn't going to hold up that floor, we can't do it. Right. Like and this is this is the delicate dance, right? You know? Yes. <laughs> and you know, we were a relatively small boutique firm and you and I, you know, were decision makers on you know what happened at postlight, and that's that's changing. I think that's confusing. It's you know, it's like, wait, who's in charge? Right. You know, there's it, it's fascinating. It's really, really fascinating. It's like, no, no, we have we have a lot of influence, and also now we are part of a bigger thing. Right. And we're, pretty, we will we're building compromise. it's a pretty big house. We're moving into a big we're house. We're moving into a
1: much bigger house. It's
0: gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But it's, there's a lot more rooms to think about here. <laughs> That's right. That's totally right. Boy, I feel like I'm really teasing. Uh, we're excited to tell you all about, about the new house soon. Yes. <laughs> it's, we're still, like, hammering in the drywall at the moment. Yep was very cathartic i feel like all of our episodes are very cathartic thank you to everyone who is listening at this moment because it just feels so good to get this out it
1: really does it's also i think i think some of these things are universal you know yeah we, we are all going through our own set of changes you listener your change may be different than the change that we're going through but some of the same things hold i hope it was helpful
0: yeah and we love we love talking about this stuff and we are in it boy we are in it so reach out if you'd like to talk about it we'd love to hear from you hello at postlight.com uh we read every message that comes in
1: thanks gina thanks chris this is fun more to come soon more to come bye
0: bye